0: From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Thursday, January 25th, 2024. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Dave James. There was a fatal house fire in Sandusky early this morning. The victim, a three-year-old boy. Sandusky Fire Chief Mario D'Amico. Uh, when we arrived, uh, there was flames coming out of the rear of the structure. Um, a mother and three children were outside. They self-evacuated and stated that they were missing a three-year-old that should be in the living room downstairs. Uh, we committed a lot of resources to uh, searching the first floor and trying to find that three-year-old, but we were unable to find him downstairs. Uh, eventually, as we made it upstairs, we found him on the second floor underneath, hiding underneath the bed. At that point, he was unresponsive, um, and we took all the life-saving measures possible in order to to save him. We transported him to the hospital, but unfortunately, he did not make it. The mother wasn't even awakened by any smoke detectors or smoke. She actually said she had got up to use the bathroom, came downstairs, and that's when she noticed. So shortly after that was uh, when she evacuated everybody that she could. The cause of the fire, reported at 3.30 this morning, is under investigation. As expected, Republicans in the Ohio Senate yesterday followed a move earlier this month by the House in overriding Governor Mike DeWine's veto of House Bill 68. This means the bill will go into effect, banning gender-affirming care for minors and banning transgender athletes from competing in girls' and women's sports. The vote was 24 to 8. University of Cincinnati political science professor David Niven believes there will be court challenges. A lot of this comes down to the very specific nature of state law and the state constitution. And so, you know, there isn't one overarching, you know, uh, premise here that's going to affect this. But the reproductive health rights that Ohioans put into the state constitution are going to come into play. Ohio Senate President Matt Huffman is a Republican from Lima. This legislation has passed, has a presumption of constitutionality. Um, now, that doesn't mean that courts can't say we think the legislature was wrong about that. And certainly there's going to be a lawsuit, but um, we all took an oath to uphold the Constitution. If I thought it was unconstitutional, I wouldn't support it. Governor Mike DeWine, who vetoed the bill, says he stands behind his reasoning. I think parents should make those decisions and not the, not the government. You know, it seems to me that's what we believe in as family. Mina Zelch is with Trans Allies of Ohio and the mother of a transgender daughter. Passing legislation that prevents them from taking a medication or getting any medical support that they need doesn't make them not trans. They will still be trans. They will still be here, and we will all continue to fight for their right to exist as human beings. State Senator Christina Rogner, a Republican from Hudson in Northeast Ohio, voted to override and says, There is no such thing as gender-affirming care. You can't affirm something that doesn't exist. But what does exist is a course of puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, double mastectomies, and other horrific procedures. And attempting to change someone's sex is a fool's errand." And it's also fighting their own biology. The ban takes effect in 90 days unless courts intervene. Ohio's Democratic U.S. Senator Sherrod Brown is at odds with President Biden over his nominee for U.S. trade representative. Brown says Nelson Cunningham is a supporter of the Trans-Pacific Partnership trade agreement, which Brown has opposed since it was proposed by the Obama administration. I've opposed presidents of both parties when they make bad decisions on trade, from Biden to Trump to Obama to Bush. Uh, This was a bad decision. Brown says the TPP, which includes a dozen countries, undermines workers in the auto and other industries. The auto industry's already been hurt because of bad trade policies. So many of those jobs went south first because the companies wanted cheap labor and that wasn't cheap enough. So they pushed through these trade agreements that that created all kinds of devastation for people, places like Norwalk and Shelby and Mansfield and Dayton and all over this state. The TPP was never ratified. Donald Trump, when he was president, stopped the effort. In suburban Cleveland, business owners and shoppers at a plaza in Broadview Heights say they're shocked that a storefront with no signage was allegedly offering massages and sex. Neil Fisher reports. Neighbors never saw cars outside or people going inside. We didn't know what was going on, so I just wish that there was something more that we could have done. I have two little girls, and so I think it's disgusting. It's really crazy. For being in the same community, especially in the same plaza, It's just a little concerning. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost announced Wednesday that, quote, the Northeast Ohio Human Trafficking Task Force and the Broadview Heights Police Department recently raided a massage parlor suspected of running a sex-for-pay operation, end quote. Inside, investigators seized numerous condoms, more than $7,000 in cash, and financial records. This all happening near a driving school and a child care center. Reporting in Broadview Heights, Neil Fisher. There's an unusual alleged theft case playing out in Northwest Ohio. Tim Miller explains. An Ottawa County man is pleading not guilty to grand theft charges, a fourth-degree felony. Court documents show Phil Antri is accused of depriving the Genoa Little Comets of property or service. The alleged crime happened between 2018 and 2024. The Comets are a Little League football program. Antri was released on bond, and a jury trial is scheduled for April. With former President Donald Trump moving closer to again being the Republican nominee after winning the New Hampshire primary... Speculations swirling about who he'll choose as a vice presidential candidate. Yolanda Harris has more. Many people have pointed to Senator J.D. Vance of Ohio because of their work together in the past. We asked him about his thoughts. One of the most important ways that I can help President Trump, but most importantly help the people of Ohio, is by being a good senator, and that's where I plan to stay for the next few years. We'll see what happens, but I like my job and I'd like to stay in it. I'm Yolanda Harris. The University of Toledo had a program last night in which constitutional scholars from across the country came together to weigh in on Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, and whether it disqualifies Trump from seeking re-election after the events of January 6th. Among those involved, Mark Graber from the University of Maryland and law professor Kurt Lash from the University of Richmond. Democracy is a system where the losers agree to allow the winners to govern. And if you have recourse to violence after you lose the vote, that's not a democracy. Since it's not clear, it probably is best to leave the entire issue to the American electorate and let them decide whether or not to elect Donald Trump or not. The case is before the U.S. Supreme Court on February 8th. Michigan's head football coach is heading to Los Angeles. Dave Holmes reports. Jim Harbaugh will not defend his national championship next year at Michigan. The Wolverines head coach going back to the NFL with the Chargers. It's a new five-year deal for the man who turned Michigan's program around, leading the Wolverines to three straight victories over the Buckeyes and a national championship. Now, The timing here, of course, is also interesting, given the fact that the NCAA has yet to make a ruling on Michigan's alleged sign-stealing operation. Harbaugh won't be around if there is any punishment for that. I'm Dave Holmes. Special thanks to our television affiliates, WKYC in Cleveland, WTOL in Toledo, and WBNS in Columbus for their contributions to today's podcast.